Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. The Blue Collar BS Podcast helps blue collar business owners like you build a business that'll thrive for decades to come by turning that blue collar bullshit into some blue collar business solutions. In this episode today, you're going to learn that not all millennials think the same. Younger people are more accepting of differences. Upbringing influences your belief system. And the lazy workforce is real. Or is it? Our guest today is James Mann, a millennial by age and boomer by values. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, Brad Herda. How are you today, my friend? I am fantastic, Mr. Doyle. And how is the Motor City treating you today after the, uh, everybody must be like elated. There has to be like Honolulu blue everywhere today after beating the Kansas City Chiefs last night on a, you know, whatever. You know, know, it's ironic enough. I didn't actually watch the game. I uh, woke up and looked at my score app and I was like, holy shit, they actually won. (laughs) Hot damn. Guess I might have to watch them now. I am not a I am not a believer yet, but that is two very strong road wins back to back. You look the biggest fan on the throw of the lines. I, mean, I know, I understand, and it's 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 I, it's hard for me. To, it's like okay, there's there's history there. It's like being a Cubs fan. It's like being a Cubs fan, right? You get led led right? to the promised land, and all of a sudden just crap the bed. And um, absolutely, yeah. I'm starting to believe more and more in Dan Campbell, but uh, yep. we'll see where he takes it for the rest of the season. So we'll see. Awesome. Who's our guest today, Mr. Doyle? So our guest, very special guest, is one that I actually I actually know the dude. His name is James Mann. He uh, works at Clement Companies as uh, their as one of their esti- in their estimating group. So welcome to the show, James. Thank you for having me. Thank you, James, uh-huh. for being here today. We appreciate it. And uh, in order for uh, this show to go forward, we're going to switch it up just a tad. And I'm not going to let Steve forget the question that needs to be asked. Right. And so so we're going <laughs> to ask the question, the only question that we have scripted, what generation are you uh, part of and or identify with? So technically on paper, I'm a millennial. I was born in 1995. I don't identify with it. I would definitely say the older generations is more my speed. It's okay. just how I was raised and just the work ethic that I picked up over the years. Work ethic that I picked up over the years. So what you're saying is young people don't know how to work. Is that what you're trying to say? Did I did I catch that tone? I'm not that we're going to go into it right away, but 
Is that what I heard you kind of say that your peers there's, don't know how to work? There's definitely a difference, not necessarily in not how to work, but just with how the majority of bosses nowadays work best with my generation of the older generation mindset. Explain that. So the thought process is more of, for me, I'm very good at you say, this is your job, do it. Okay, cool. I'll do it. I'll do it to the best of my ability. I'll work from point A to point B. And then when it's time to go home, okay, if I have to work overtime, so be it. Where most people that are my age or younger, they want to have a understanding of the importance of their job. They want to feel close to their higher ups. They want, we always used to joke at one of my jobs of, I want to be able to have the ability to go golfing with my boss. No, thank you. Like, sure, we can hang out and do whatever, but that's not my motivation for working. All right. So (laughs) that is not typical of, uh, yeah, that's a very interesting, uh, very interesting take for a person inside the mix with, uh, within their peer group. How do your, how does your peer group accept uh, your attitude towards that? So it's more my frustration with my peer group. I have had people that I work with because I'm one of those that I'm 15 minutes early, at least every day to work. If I'm not, something dramatic has happened and call 911 immediately. You hit a bus, right? (laughs) Yeah, I hit a bus. But the majority of my coworkers are, well, not coworkers currently, but my past coworkers that are younger are, oh, five minutes late. Oh, work just starts when I get there. And so it's more me getting frustrated with them and then the frustration being returned of, you just don't get it. I had a long night. I don't care. <laughs> oh, it's so refreshing to hear this. <laughs> like, uh, you know, for, for those of us that are just a little more seasoned, you know, it's it's not about what happened the night before. It's, hey, we've got a job to do. Yeah. We get in and get the shit done. And, you know, if you stayed out all night, that's your problem. More power to you. Congratulations. You had fun. I didn't. I went to bed. I'm here on time. (laughs) Actually, you were early. So let's just be honest about that. That is on time. That is on time. He's got it right. He's got it right. If you're early, you're on time. Yeah, exactly. And if you're on time, you're late. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of contrary to what we've been talking about for the last, I don't know, two years, Steve. (laughs) Somebody younger gets in it. Oh, right, exactly. There you go. So, yeah, in your release form piece, I I really appreciated some of your statements in there. It was it was kind of like I said, it was refreshing to see. Right, I I I, I, I want to touch on this. I want to touch on this. I see a massive turn toward people being uh, self entitled, the unappreciativeness of opportunity being presented. Elaborate a little bit on that from your point of view on on how you see uh, entitlement and or well, just the lack of appreciation for opportunities that sit in front of people today. Yeah, so growing up, my dad actually owned his own underground utility company. So I got to see from the back end just how much work goes into owning that kind of company. And a lot of people don't see that work. They just see, oh, this guy has a nice house. He has a nice vehicle, fill in the blank. And they feel automatically, oh, I work for him. I deserve that. Or there's this feeling of 
I have such and such degree. Why am I not getting paid more than the person next to me? Or I'm giving up this time with my family. The time with my family is priceless. I should be getting paid millions of dollars to accommodate for that sacrifice. (laughs) Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. You got it. No, 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 go for it. Go for it. Nope. You got this one. I'm struggling on this one. Nope. You take it. You 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 elaborate on that, Mr. Doyle. I I I can't right now. That's that's good. That's good stuff. Um, It is. And so, from your vantage point, obviously you had an upbringing in the blue collar space. From what you were able to see and watch and see your family, you know, go through the the goods and the bads and the uglies along Mm -hmm. the way. What do you think or what do you believe is the potential or reason for that belief system that's been created potentially? So I actually heard a very interesting interview a while back. I don't remember who it was from. Probably but there was a podcast because we don't do a really interesting <laughs> shit here. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a podcast, but this conversation actually got brought up of the different motivational factors within different generations. And this tending trend going on about individuality and people, their different ways of working, their different ways of functioning. And they equated the reason that that's happening so much with some of the millennial group and some of the Gen Z is that they feel this loss of meaning. And then the guy asked, well, what was the meaning beforehand? They were claiming like, oh, the world was fighting wars. So the men in the work system understood that they were growing up in the society that that's where they were going towards either you're going in the war or your job is going to be pertaining to growing the war efforts. And so I never thought of it that way. And it was very interesting to me. Hmm. I don't claim that that's all the reason by any means, but there is that trend of shift of you have parents during that time, raising their kids a certain way. A lot of times they would view their parents as working, 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 not accomplishing anything or having anything to say for that work. And then, so they decide they want to raise their children different. And now their children are being raised as you can be whatever you want to be or try to be whatever you deserve more. My kid's the best kid out there. So they should be number one at everything. And so that's then transferring into their adult life, into the workplace of my mom told me at age eight that I deserve everything in the world. Why am I not getting paid more? Why am I being expected to work all this time? It's not how it works. This is how reality works. Not at all. So yeah, fantasy land doesn't exist other than in your parents' house. (laughs) Exactly. That's why they're probably still living in the bedrooms of their parents, uh, the basement of their parents' houses. So and you're living in the closet of your parents' basement house and their parents' house. Correct. (laughs) This rabbit hole, but let's let's pull right out of this. So uh, this is a deep and dark secret that we're getting into here. Yes, but that's so. a very that's a very interesting take on it, right? Because we have had right. So I am fifty six years old, I believe, right now. If I do the math correctly, Ooh. something like that. <laughs> nope, not Boomer Gen X. Just so you know, you millennial shit, you <laughs> Doyle. Fifty six. That's half my age. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, <laughs> right. Half plus. Never mind. We won't go down that path. <laughs> so anyhow, right. So I I didn't the tail end of my starting my workforce or whatever world war two had right it was still in people's minds and it was only two decades old type scenario right about what was going on and, and different things when i came into onto the planet and then you had vietnam and korea and lots of those other conflicts that were happening 
along the way. And then there was nothing forever and a day until you got to Desert Storm, which was and, which was, was and was not as big of a deal as the other things. And then now all of a sudden there's like, oh, okay, you get Afghanistan and, and I, what's going on there and, and different things. Now you got, you know, Ukraine and Russia and where's that going to go and escalate to with China? So that's going to be a very interesting thing if, if things do transpire as history repeats itself all too often. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the U.S. if something were to transpire where there is another world war, which I don't want, I don't want to see, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, right. It's almost like the world needs a purpose that they can all gather around instead of everybody's separate agendas. Because that's where we're at today. And that's what yeah. it feels like with some, of, some, not all, but some of the generations, the younger generations right now, is the need for the individuality and the need for defining a specific purpose that relates to them that fits their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this, James. In your peer group and your friend group and things like that, are you able to have disagreements and conversations and, and have opposite opinions and still get along, you know, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later? Or is it get escalated emotional and then everybody's out and pissed at each other if, if there's not agreement amongst the people? So, first of all, I never said I had friends. Second of all, wow. Okay, acquaintances. <laughs> acquaintances then. I was asking you, acquaintances. Are you in somebody's basement in the closet? I mean, is that? Anyways, <laughs> uh, acquaintances. Yeah. So I would say honestly, because of the fact that there is this idea of everyone being an individual in their own thing, it is accepted of me being more along the old generation mind track. It's not like it's a slap in the face to their mission or motives or whatever okay obviously i'm not blind to the fact that there's definitely going to be some side group text going on about me but that's fine go for it so, <laughs> right so along those lines the question i have is do you feel it's more a position of your upbringing on how you feel that way versus you your acquaintances your friends I would say definitely. I would say my upbringing just is where a lot of people, like I said earlier, saw that their parents were working, working, working and didn't have anything to gain from it at the end. Mm -hmm. I was blessed enough to see where my dad did have that company. He worked his butt off my entire childhood. Sure, I didn't get to see my dad that often, but the time that we did have together, he made important. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, he was able to retire and have something to show for it. So I had that positive view on working instead of the negative of i don't see my dad he's always gone and we're still broke living in a box mm -hmm. okay fair enough fair enough i can uh i can appreciate that the uh another piece that i you know we ask in our release form you know what is the biggest concerns you see with suppliers slash subcontractors today and this is a this is a great answer so let's <laughs> Let's, yeah, the lack of follow through and overall laziness of the suppliers and subcontractors is increasing. No one wants to work. And if they do, it's half-assed. Elaborate. I don't know if you can elaborate on that, but let's, <laughs> let's elaborate on that from a, from a thought or perspective of, of why you have that. What, what makes you have that level of honesty and energy when you answer that question? 
as much as I want to say it's just the younger generation that has brought those issues on in those areas, I see it in every single generation. I was talking to an older gentleman today who... Like Steve? Maybe, but who is wanting... (laughs) Who I was trying to give work to, give money to, and he's trying to make me do X, Y, and Z before he even considers doing the job. Sir, I'm trying to give you money here. This is a very minimal... 2% 2% portion of this job, figure it out. Like I feel that many people have lost the ability to just figure it out and do it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're expecting, hey, someone else is going to come through the door to give me money. Their job is going to be easier. So I'm just going to wait until that happens and drag this job along until I absolutely have to do it. Interesting. That's interesting because I'm all, I'm working on a series right now of, of some of the issues on the uh you know, many blue collar businesses face. And one of them is, you know, knowing your costs, knowing your margins, knowing those things, your operational efficiency, and see it every day where, right, we took it, we we bid the job at $100 for my material cost times a 1.4 markup. And then we just drag that job on and on and on and on because we don't mm-hmm. have the next job behind it. We lose our ass instead of just getting it done and finding the next thing because we're operating in a place of scarcity versus a place of abundance and just let's go figure it out and make it happen. Absolutely. And there's so many people that think that jobs are just going to come walking through the door and hand them money. Where majority of the jobs I would say we have at Clement companies build off of each other through the relationship. Mm. And if you don't keep that relationship going, like a supplier doesn't do that or one of the subs doesn't work with us well, we're just not going to give them work again. It's that easy. Man, I, I love this kid. I love, <laughs> I love this guy. This is awesome. It's that easy. And it is. And, and there's not a fear of, right? I appreciate the fact that you're not afraid to have that opinion. You're protecting the owner's interests. Yeah. Like, sweet. You can swing a hammer really well. I know five other guys that can swing one just as well and won't give me a hard time. No, 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 no. But it's a different kind of hammer. You don't understand <laughs> We don't understand, James. You're too young, James. You just don't understand that it's not the Stanley hammer. This is the this is the top of the line hammer that we have here. So we don't get fatigued and we can work longer. Right. His mom says that hammer is the best. <laughs> oh yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right, Steve. Bring out bring out the question. Go ahead. All right. So we've got a couple questions for you, James. Give it to me. And Brad. All right. So I'm not going to tell you the category. Perfect. That's even better. This is going to be this is going to be fun. All right. So I'm not going to tell you the generation of the question, but I'll tell you the category if I remember this right. So it's all right. I don't remember anything. All right. So we'll start in. Yeah, we'll start in this category. So it looks like uh, looks like movies is the theme for you. So uh, name James. I want you to name three. Of the four houses of Hogwarts, Gryffindor, uh-huh. Slytherin, uh-huh. Hufflepuff. All right. Do you know the fourth? Ravenclaw. Yeah. All right. Brad, <laughs> you were out. Zero on that. Couldn't tell you. Zero on that. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Let's uh, let's go to this one. Same same thing with movies. Uh, Brad. I want you to name three of the four original Charlie's Angels actresses from 1976 to 1981. Let's see. Uh, I just did a funny thing. You should mention this because 
In fact, I'm going to find it right now. No, 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 no. One is Vera Fawcett. The other yeah. one, I can't remember the other. I can't remember the other two names, but the the one was Farrah Fawcett for sure. Because I got a post coming out about I. This is funny as shit. It's hilarious because <laughs> uh, there's an anniversary of that uh, happening here. Right. So very shortly. Yeah. It's one of your random facts that you post. Yep. One of those random facts. I forget the other names. I can picture them. I can picture the brunette, and I can picture the other the other lady. I All right, so over their names. Everyone's so he's James. Is, James obviously knows trivia a little bit better than you because you missed out on Kate Jackson. Yep. Uh, Jacqueline Smith, Cheryl Ladd, and you did get Farrah Fawcett. Cheryl so you Ladd. Got one, you got one of the four. I could name the one that the show wasn't in black and white. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So 1976, that came out. Charlie's Angels came yes. out. Correct. Yep. Was the first year of that. So, uh, all right. Let's go to music. Music for 200. So for both of you, what musical sensation topped the charts in 2013 with the song Wrecking Ball? Oh, that was uh, Gaga. Katy Perry. No. No, you guys are both wrong. Oh no, Miley Cyrus! There you go. <laughs> All right, we'll 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 do music on on this one. Name the Debbie Boone hit from 1977. <laughs> I'll know it when I hear it, but I can't give you the name. <laughs> you and James, are you out? This is this is. I thought you never heard of Debbie Boone. And I thought you related to the older generations. I do not. I do 80s music. Sorry. So you light up my life is the song. Obviously. Obviously. All right. So what grunge song from DMB starts with the lyrics, you've got your ball, you've got your chain. Is that is it? No. Couldn't tell you. Mom Millennial, this is in your category. Who's DMB? Um <laughs> Right. I don't know who DMB is either. Yeah, I don't either. So Right. That was a terrible question. No, it's, it's the song is called Crash. Crash. Yeah. Oh, Dave Matthews Band. That's what. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was Dave Matthews uh, Band. Well, wow. You know, gotta know your acronyms. So, all right, we'll give you, you. We'll give you one last chance. You ready? I'm ready. All right. So this is this is uh this is a quote was said by this Seinfeld actor. Oop, not. Yeah. yeah. All right. What Nancy Reagan phrase came from the 80s war on drugs, discouraging kids from using just say, just say no. Man, James, he's schooling you now. All right. What is this? It's a card with a question on it. I know, but I, I don't even understand the question. Obviously, I don't fit into this generation. Uh, what did draking mean? Can you spell that? D-R-A-K-I-N-G. Draking. Is that the when you dance outside your car? No. Draking. Couldn't tell you. Survey says. The survey says mopping around. Have no clue. Have, have no, no clue. This one. What was the famous phrase in ABC's Wide World of Sports intro? Oh shit! I can picture. Let's it. get ready to rumble. No, I can picture. I can picture. The, I can picture the ski guy just. Just wiping out well, off the exactly. Up. That's the one. Oh man, and everybody's just gonna ah shit. 
Yes. Yeah, my, my instant recall is my boomer. You I'm got it. Older. This is in I'm your category. <laughs> I watched it for <laughs> decades because that's all it was on on Saturday afternoons or Sunday afternoons. No, the thrill of victory and the, and the agony of defeat. All right. So, James, how, 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 if, if other younger folks want to, uh, have a, a meaningful conversation with you about workforce and opportunities that are being presented. How would somebody get find you or get a hold of you? My email is estimator at clementcompanies.net. Email me. I'll give you my phone number through there. All right. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Tinder. N- nope. If my girlfriend's watching, nope. <laughs> if she's not watching, the handle is what? <laughs> Nope. James.robert.man. Just kidding. Wow. 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 <laughs> James, it was awesome to have you on today's show and uh share your insights. And you truly do have a a tendency to to the older generation for sure. And I'm sure that is why your organization probably uh loves what you do for them. And maybe why some of the younger contractors can't stand you right now, because you're not like them in many (laughs) fashions. So uh, congratulations to you. And uh, thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Yeah. Thanks, James. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Hurd. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.